It is the big day, ladies and gentlemen. We're recording this on Sunday afternoon. By the time most of you listen to this, it would have already happened. That's right, folks. The biggest sports entertainment spectacle of the weekend. This session will be done by the time most of you hear this. It'll be it'll be in the history books. It'll be it'll be uh, a television show discussed in the past tense by the time some of you hear this. And indeed, we will be back to our full contingent so that uh, Joe and Paul can discuss the, the who's, the what's, the when's, the highs, the lows of said show um, and, and all that next week. Of course, we can't do that this week because, of course, our roving reporter, Mr. Joe Towner, is not with us this week. No, it's just a Barry and, and, and Paul special um, this week because Joe is roaming the streets of Las Vegas, Nevada, popular po- uh, tourist city you might have heard of there in the United States of America. Uh, he is on the hunt for CM Punk. He's on the hunt for any clues he may be able to find, and he's going to report back to us at some stage later. But uh, for now, it's just myself and Paul. Paul, how are you doing? Hey, Barry. I'm doing pretty good. Um, yeah, I think this will be the first show all going well that before it goes live, that will feature a preview and a review of the same show. <laughs> I don't think we'll have ever done that before. Because you and I are going to preview the show. We haven't yes. seen it yet. It hasn't happened yet. I mean, we don't want to get into space-time and the mechanics of that. But as I far as we're it. concerned, the show has not happened. <laughs> no. In our, in our dimension. Uh, my understanding is we're going to also get a, a live not live from the show report <laughs> from joe which i will edit into the show before it goes live tomorrow so we will have a review of a show which we're also going to preview today so we're really covering i mean what other podcasts you get the show covered as well as we're going to do it today um but i'm looking forward to that yes we do have uh i was going to say we do have a, a recording but actually we're going to go live for the purposes of <laughs> oh yeah, for yeah, for the purposes of uh, of this, <laughs> the purposes of presentation and and all of that, we, we are going to go live to Joe Towner from Las Vegas. Uh, at some point, probably the bit where we review Dynamite um, would be a bit weird if we put that in the middle of the movies review or something. But we like to keep it interesting, though. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? At any second, Joe is just going to barge in talking about his holiday, and uh, and obviously we won't spoil anything that may or may not have uh, happened during Joe's holiday. I'm sure he'll cover it in his, uh, in his report, which I certainly haven't listened to already or heard. No. Yet. Um, Cause he hasn't told us, how would I know? Um, but yeah, nevertheless, the two of us will, will carry on. Uh, got a lot to talk about. I'm going to crack open a tinny here and actually I can move my mic over to it. Oh, Ah, a titty. What's, what's, what's that a titty of? Let's see it. It's, it is a Coke Zero. Oh. Uh, I, I must say, a drink that the more I drink, uh, the less I actually enjoy it. Um, you know, it's funny you say that because I used to, when I was we, back a little before times when we were in the office, I used to drink um, uh, Coke Zero 
uh, quite right. a lot. In hindsight, I kind of think it was a little because I drink Coke like a demon. I like I drink so much fucking Coke. As you and I, you and I have both discussed our Coke habits on the on, on the show in the past, and I feel like I, I, in some subconscious level, looking back, I'm like, I think I was a little self conscious that people would be judging how much Coke I drank when I was in the office. So I used to yeah. drink a lot of Coke Zero, and I was like, Coke Zero is nice. Yeah, it's a pretty good diet drink. Now these days, nah, it doesn't doesn't scratch that. It's nasty. It's it's nasty. Um, I think. But the problem is I'll sometimes go to the local super value here mm. and they and they won't have my beloved Pepsi Max. Uh, so your options are Coke Zero or Diet Coke. And I mean, <laughs> if I'm going to end up drinking Diet Coke, I really want that to be the only option present. So I'll sometimes fool, row, basically. I'll, I'll get fooled by the uh, by the marketing and say, well, it's a red can. Sounds good to me. And just these, this, this last weekend, I've, I had got, got four of them and just not enjoying them at all uh i felt a little bit sick actually yesterday after drinking one but we persevered they're not going down the sink i paid money for them i had to drink them now no, no, no. but i do not care at all for a coke zero right now it might be bottom of my cola ranking list i might even take a an aldi brand over a oh coke i don't know about that list. now i well, don't know about that I, I don't think I've ever had a an a store brand cola that I've enjoyed. I don't think I've ever had one. I'll I'll throw I'll throw out a surprise one there. Freeway cola from uh, Lidl. Freeway, Sur- really surprisingly good. Yeah, that that surprises me now. Yeah, I mean certain certain flavors. You know, like at the end of the day, a plain white lemonade is so basic that any owl value brand is fine because it's pretty much just carbonated lemon lime water. Right, and cola cola's tough now. What are we talking about? We got loads of stuff to get to. Yeah, <laughs> Cokes are nasty. That's the end of the, uh, the point. Uh, we've got a, a, a bunch of stuff uh, to uh, get to here. Nothing too pressing on the actual wrestling news front, though. I will actually say that. Uh, we've got a couple of wrestling news stories we will get to here um, uh, shortly. Uh, but nothing. nothing. CM Punk Watch has been relatively uh, uh, quiet this week um, with the... Uh, uh, Collision location getting announced, uh, and most reporting suggesting you know we're we're full speed ahead on uh, Mister uh, Charles Montgomery Punk um, just making his way to uh, AEW. One, it's funny we call him that because I feel like the older he gets, the more he actually starts to look like uh, Mister <laughs> Burns. I mean, he's he's. I mean, he's still got all his hair. I mean, that's the main thing for now. I'm not, I don't think he'll lose it anytime soon, but uh, he's got a long career ahead of him, this this punk. Well, maybe he does, I don't know. Um, <laughs> anyway, okay. uh, we will uh, 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 talk about punk. I suppose we might as well just talk about punk now. I mean, there was the... Um, there was the uh, we've gotten various kind of revised timelines of things, but it, it kind of seems like the crux of the story was that... Was that the Ace Steel thing that people thought was a done deal, and then Tuesday it basically came about that he wasn't going to be back on the road uh, uh, on Collision, and that resulted in the bust-up, but it wasn't that big a bust-up, and it seems like it got sorted on Tuesday. So yeah, no no, no real Punk news as of yet. Do you, let me put a question to you before we preview Double or Nothing. Do you think Punk shows up tonight? I don't know. I think one thing that's interesting before I answer that question is uh, CM Punk's um, comments from the infamous press conference about Colt Cabana sharing a bank account with his mother. And that tells you the kind of person he is. CM Punk would not come back because his mate won't get his job. 
is a little bit, I think, along the same lines. It's a little bit <laughs> pot calling the kettle black. Um, does he show up tonight? If I'm AEW, I'm I'm in two minds. I'm almost. I would almost say no. I want I want the collision launch to be. I think that's fair. Big. That being said, even from that point of view, if he shows up tonight, does does a, a Matt Hardy watch Ring of Honor deal? <laughs> um, then Collision might be bigger if you know that you know LCM is is going to be there off the back of a hot angle. That might even be, in a sense, better for Collision. That's that's the main reason I've been thinking about this and thinking would he come back? Is that like? You know, Wembley notwithstanding, which obviously has been a huge success for them. You know, AW business is not hot currently. I think it's fair to say they've had a, a number of, of less than impressive, uh, um, uh, you know, shows lately in terms of tickets sold. Mm. The ratings are okay. You know, they're not alarm bells aren't going off, but they're not they're not riding high like they were once were. Um, those house shows. I mean, first of all, they look like you couldn't fucking make me go to one of those house shows based on the lineups that that I've seen posted around. Right. Um, and second of all, they don't see now they don't seem massively attended, but they're also running fairly small buildings, so it's not that big a deal. But uh, yeah, and those collision, a lot of the, those early collision numbers uh, are outright bad. I mean, they are uh, some of them are are kind of outrageous, um, and I think that's probably because people now we're four years into the existence of AEW. I think people have been burned by the we're doing a new show and we promise this is an A show. You know, this is going to be this is this is yeah. the real deal, lads. This is the real deal. Um, and you know, I, I think I think they also have uh, a lot of those first ones are in Canada. I think they've mistaken um, hotness for all elite versus New Japan, which you know, written door sold out in Canada. I think they've yeah. mistaken that as general hype in the Canadian market, which I, I think is maybe not actually there. Well, they're, they're uh, doing a lot of shows in Canada. They're, as well. they're doing a lot, but I, I feel like this is the thing with AEW. They go to a new area, they have a good show, good crowd, it's hot, good turnout, and then they're like, okay, we're going here seven hundred more times. Uh, you know, they've run Texas to death, they've done New York, New Jersey a million times, obviously Chicago, yeah. they've run six billion times. Uh, but to tie all this back in, look to what you said there. Yeah, I think. You know, you'd like to just do the United Center thing again, where you don't say his name until he shows up. But I, I'm kind of, maybe I'm a little bit more uh, trigger happy than than one Tony Khan. But if I was in charge, I'd be like, let's put these four, this four pillars main event on, even though it's obviously not the hottest match, so that the show can end with CM Punk laying out. You know, yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't be opposed to a he shows up tonight and then he's not on Dynamite, and the question yes. almost becomes, when do we see him again? And and we know it's going to be collision, but then that can kind of play into almost uh, from a story perspective. Yeah. One thing. One thing about the 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 ticket sales, by the way, I was reading my Inside the Ropes magazine today, the the latest edition. They're talking about WCW in uh, May of tw- nineteen ninety three. It would have been, and they, they, with their A show, I know they didn't have a a brand split the way modern wrestling does but you know from a touring perspective companies often had like an a team and a b team yeah, yeah currently apparently with their a team uh in 1993 wcw they were struggling to pull like three to five hundred oh, people God. to their shows just put it into perspective i know people can can doomsay uh, a bit but um it's just funny i was just reading about that in the 10 minutes before we started recording um but yeah i mean uh, I think, especially with the pay-per-view lineup the way it's looking, I know we're not doing a preview yet, but obviously it's a week 
it's a weak show from a from a on paper perspective. I know they AW typically deliver over deliver with their shows. 100%. I wonder I wonder though as you say if you come out of the show with a super hot angle, obviously that's that's leading into collision, but that also um plants a seed in the head of of the fans. Next time you're you're kind of on the fence about a show, you got to see it. You got to buy the pape, you know. Um yeah, you're you're kind of talking me around to doing it tonight. To be honest, I don't, I don't know if I necessarily expect it, but I, I'm I'm leaning towards that being the right way to do it. Yeah, I think that, I think they need a shot in the arm. Um, you know, definitely. And and this pay per view being somewhat weak. Actually, I saw WrestleTix actually just did an update. It seems like last minute this show looks like it's probably going to be close to full. Um, you know, the old, probably the old, the old, a lot of the old Komskis going out. I'd imagine closer to to show day. But, <laughs> just thinking uh, out instead of CM Punk. Just have Andrade, Andrade and Miro come out at the end with a bloodied Tony Khan. (laughs) (laughs) But it's funny, actually, because Andrade is the one person they actually haven't physically had appear on the show yet, which is actually funny. He just showed up on that collision poster, which is really funny. Um, But um, yeah, uh, it's interesting. I think I think they need a bit of juice, and I I think they need it across the board. And this is the thing about (laughs) I don't think Atradi and Miro need any more juice, brother. No, no, no. They're good. AEW, AEW needs juice. That's the thing about Punk. For all the positives and negatives you can talk about, the show was never dull with him on it, best my knowledge. You know, um, and I think he'll, I think he'll. But yeah, we'll see. You also, I mean, AEW hasn't had too many situations in their in their history of. the show getting kind of derailed because the fans are chanting or demanding someone who's not there, but it's CM Punk fever is at such a, a pitch now that I'm kind of like, I wonder are people going to start getting antsy and, and, and wanting them to be there. But uh, mm. yeah, we'll, we'll run down the full card uh, later. Uh, but uh, looking here on the news, obviously just a, an, an addendum to that last part they did, of course, conform the United center uh, June, whatever date that is uh, yeah, for the yeah. first show. Tony restrained, that he restrained himself from doing a big wink as he announced it as well. Um, what, what I found funny though, was, you know, again, from a, I don't know what we want to call it. Kayfabe fr- from a show logic mm. point of view. Um, Tony did the announcement. It's going to be in Chicago. And then Excalibur is like, what a blockbuster announcement. What? That's just going to be in a place? Like, I, I mean, obviously, there's yeah. things to read into the of of what it being in Chicago means. But within the show, he's announced it's going to be there. <laughs> Excalibur's going to get a blockbuster announcement. I mean, yeah, I, I was like, I guess in kayfabe, it, it is like it's a it's a big building. <laughs> it's like a, it's like it's like. Bigger than the one we're in, actually. Is it even, is it, it's bigger. Is, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, it's one of the, it's, it's one of the bigger regular TV venues they've done. But yeah, I get where you're coming from. Very. very I, but, but I, I get in in re, in reality that it's 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 all being done with a wink and a yes. come on now, buy them tickets if you want to see. You know, it's gonna be. It's like it's like the first time to an extent where it's it's out there. Um. Yeah. Uh. So that's that's the um. Uh. I think will we uh will we just jump straight into the the, the pay per view preview and just do it now since we're on we're talking all things AEW. Yeah. Um, sure. Let me pull up the card here. Um. I mean, I think somewhat last second this card has come together to be okay on paper and and to be fair, as you said earlier, they typically overachieve uh AEW on on the old papes. 
I, I mean, that's true, but some of these matches are, are straight off Rampage, to yeah. be honest. And one of the one of the ones uh, uh, that looks really good on paper looks like it might not even happen, or it might might be heavily hindered by an injury. Anyway, we'll we'll run through it here. Um, I, I don't know about if, that. I'm ex- oh, this is the hater. Okay, yeah, the, the women's match. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, the this one, I don't know if this is added on Rampage or I have not watched that. Uh, House I ha- of- I've watched Rampage this week, so I got you covered. Did House of Black announce an open challenge for the show? <laughs> well, Excalibur sure announced it. Oh, he okay. So they they made mention of it. Okay, it was a graphic. Yeah, it was like well, the graphic is fair enough. It, fair. it was. I don't want to spoil it for you, Barry. It was heavily, heavily implied, almost to the point of being outright stated that it'll be CM Punk, that it'll be the acclaimed. Oh, and Daddy Ass who will fight the House of Black. That kind of God. That almost kind of speaks <clears throat> to the kind of frustrating positioning of the of the acclaimed, like. Like an unannounced, like last second open challenge match. Like I feel like I feel like in a, in another timeline they should be built up a lot and then win the titles from House of Black. And I don't want them to win today. I love the acclaimed, but yeah, House of Black are having a good little run here. So I'm actually yeah, and the acclaimed have been cooled down so significantly that I don't know them winning today would almost feel like the wrong choice. Uh, yeah, so that's that's uh, officially that is TBA. That is uh, House of Black uh, versus TBA. Yeah, let's before we go on, let's just cover the the pre-show match, which will yes. be on. Uh, I don't know if this one's the buy-in, if it's zero hour, whatever the, f- how, the branding of their pre-shows. But Ethan Page and the Guns versus the Hardys and Hook after uh, Brother Zay Isaiah Cassidy came out in a neck brace on Rampage and said that he wouldn't be able to uh, perform. He wouldn't be able to do his moan noise he does, which I've come all the way around on and love now. <laughs> um, and they announced Hook as the mystery opponent. Now, far be it from me to wish for more Hook Hardy's association after the the utter dud that was the, um, what was it called? The firm deletion. Yeah. But, you know, having Hook... Involved in the show is, is I think, obviously a positive. The Hardys, the Hardys are well-liked and are, and are big stars in their own right. So having Hook associated with them, I don't think, at the end of the day, is, is, is a bad thing. I mean, the storyline is is a dud as well. Um, I, I can feel the the shiver crawl up your spine as I remind you that if Hardys and the Hook win, Matt Hardy will own Ethan Page's contract. Just in case you forgot that that was I mean, the, the deal. like... Is there a more boring, less interesting story in all of wrestling than this currently? And how much, like, how, when I saw they were doing another match, I was like, oh my God, why? And then I saw they're doing another, like, contract on the line thing. So presumably, if the babyfaces win, we're going to have to watch them, like, and torture Ethan Page for another month. And, like, oh my God. So, in a weird way, I don't think it's going to happen. But, like, I was like, I, want, I almost want the babyfaces to lose because technically that means the feud <laughs> will be over then because everyone's free and everyone can just go their separate ways. Um. Yeah. So that's that is not much of a heavy hitter on the pre-show. I will say. Ah, I mean, I think it'll be. I hesitate to say good, but I I I was look forward to Hook chucking around people and the guns. I think the guns are good. For, I mean, for more than anything else, I'm just like get the Hardys out of here. Get also, if I, if I get to hear the guns theme song, I mean that's one of well, my that's true. parts of the week. I love when they came out. Oh, you you wouldn't have seen this. They came out on I guess it was Rampage. Ethan Page and the Guns to the Guns theme song. That's how far Ethan Page has fallen, I guess. Yeah. 
Um, it is a banger though, and and with Hook's theme song as well. <laughs> Just turn it off after the entrances. The entrances, yeah, this is like bit. a great Spotify playlist. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that is the that is the pre-show match. So we got the pre-show match. We got the House of Black uh, uh, open challenge, and then we have uh, Adam Cole versus Chris Jericho in an unsanctioned match. I guess they're making sure not to not to call this lights out. So I guess this is not going on last, obviously. Uh, just a, a normal uh, unsanctioned match. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, now that you've pointed that out to me, that's a, that would almost be my nitpick of the week if I had noticed it. Because they've usually been very good with their branding on the lights out being the unsanctioned match. But but I assume it's for that exact reason that it's not going on last. So so that, well, no, that's that's good though because they shouldn't just call it lights out if it's not actually lights out. No, but I I like the I like the logic of. We, we, we officially end the show. They turn the house lights off. That's the end. Whatever happens after is up to you, lads. Whereas here, they, they've just sanctioned an unsanctioned match in the middle of their show. I mean, I know we're really... We're really getting into the nitty... Uh, I hope someone got fired for that blunder. But I, th- That's why I like the lights out gimmick for that. Because, you know, wrestling has done unsanctioned matches before. And it's always nonsense. It's just a street fight. Why, why even brand it that way? But the way that AEW have done historically, I thought, has at least been clever. It's had that extra little bit of thought to it. And uh, special enforcer for this match, as as Joe tweeted from the, the chair shot account there, if I had 500 guesses before he came out, <laughs> I would not have assumed Sabu. Most people, when, when Cole started teasing someone, I feel like the crowd was thinking like Kyle O'Reilly or someone like an Adam Cole affiliated person. Right. And then he said Sabu. And it was just like, uh, also very funny to me that after doing 10 million lights off lights on moments in AEW short history they did not do one for Sabu <laughs> which is a bit odd but they got him a pretty good knockoff theme it's a pretty it's very close to his WWE music which I actually did like yes um yeah well, I mean I, I this but this wasn't even one where it was like a, a fun s- 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 surprise it was just kind of like oh there's it's it, it, it stank to me of the 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 TNA ECW nostalgia, which was passe a decade ago. Um, okay, he lives in Las Vegas, whatever. But it's like Adam Cole got the phone number of his mate. Like I, I would like to think through again the the wrestling logic of who who did Adam Cole ask for Sabu's phone number? Like what what's the the Kevin yeah. Bacon degree of separation there? Taz maybe, but I think I think yeah, and I, I can't remember who who I heard say this, but I think it's it's also kind of like. Everything on this ma- on this card has to have some kind of gimmicky thing attached. It. We've got a special referee. We have a contract on the line. We've we've a special referee and a separate match with a special enforcer. Uh, but this one's unsanctioned anyway. It's already gimmicky. Yeah, like it's 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 just got and and also a little bit of kind of like you know ticket sales are soft. Let's pull in any you know. I mean, is right. Sabu selling even? 200 extra tickets to the show probably not i would not even say that he's selling two tickets he's probably not selling yet unless he literally was given them and sold them i don't want to say for what that would be that's uh, not even yeah potentially uh libelous no um so yeah that's that's uh that's that match uh i i will say you know um didn't love cole's comeback match um you know uh but he he's a very good weapons match fucking yeah he's capable match. he's a very capable guy and jericho to, to his credit as well he, he gets plenty of justified yeah. criticism pay-per-view matches i think I, I except for when he was at his absolute worst health wise he has delivered on pay-per-view you know yeah um so this is probably i think this is actually probably really good and sabu i don't know what his his condition is 
I'm sure he can do at least he can do one mental thing in the match, and that'll probably be fine. Um, yeah, I mean, I would prefer him to not be super involved. Maybe, maybe he can do oh, his totally. little little leg drop through a table or something. But otherwise, I would take more joy out of something like Hayer comes out and just fucks him through a table or something. <laughs> that, that would be what I would do with some people. Some people just yeah. get killed. I feel like JAS won't come out because, like, oh, Sabu's out there. And then in a critical point in the match, they'll run out and he'll, like he did on Dynamite, he'll throw a chair. Yeah, actually, they might kill him, actually. Yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see. Um, yeah, that, that yeah, should be all right. Ingen's will come back. But I, yeah, I, I prefer Sabu, who's just appeared all of a sudden and has nothing to do with his feud, to suddenly be the enforcer. I would hope that he's not super involved in it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like I said, I don't have any great fondness for him showing up anyway you know aw which is ostensibly the the cool show that doesn't rely on bringing back the owl fellas um this 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 match already has won too many owl fellas in it so sabu on top of that is is kind of overkill uh next on the card we had uh, jade cargill versus taya valkyrie dose um and she can do it a move and she did it on her which was really weird visually, but it was kind of impressive because Jade but is so long. Jade's very big. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, the last one was all right um, as far as Jade matches go. I mean, I, 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 when they signed Taya, I was like, Ooh, why are you doing that? I'm not super, I've never really enjoyed it. But she, I mean, she's been okay. And uh, it's funny, you're in a weird spot where it's like, this is probably by default one of the more interesting Jade feuds in a while, but I still don't think she should lose. I, I think she should lose, but I don't know if she should lose to Taya, if that makes no, sense. You know what I mean? No, um, so. We continue to just be in a weird dead zone with Jade where she's chewed through the entire division and we're just like... Chewed the entire division, but hardly any of the actual world title contenders. yeah it's it, it, the division is literally forget about collision for seeing this division was just created for jade and they've they've burned through everything um yeah i don't know i'm not i'm not anticipating much for this one but the last one wasn't, wasn't i mean the only thing jade's got left to do with the title is have one of those big matches where you know brit for example mm. which I, like that that would seem like a suddenly a very big deal and I feel like, I, I mean, based on what, what is she, 60, 60 and 1, 60, 61 and 0, or whatever yeah. she is, uh, they, they, I think they're very intentionally not uh, uh, cross uh, pollinating those divisions. Which I, I suppose makes sense because you, you do her versus Britain, someone has to lose, and they don't want either of them to lose, so fair enough. Um, the problem yeah. is, it feels a little bit like Roman to the extent of what? You can bring back Statlander, but then it almost seems like so obvious that Statlander is, is the chosen one that. Maybe they would feel pressured to not have sat on the win immediately, and then you have the Cody Rhodes situation where you're like, "Yeah, well, what, what are we even doing anymore?" I actually, yeah, I was actually just thinking about that. It's like when she eventually loses, let's just say to Statlander, well, what's Statlander going to do? Also wrestle Sky Blue seventeen times, like you know, yeah. Um, but we'll see. I don't, I don't think that's that. The other, thing, the other thing I think that's still left on Jade's checklist. I mean, I, it's, I would hope before she loses, and maybe maybe it will be the match where she eventually loses with a Statlander who is who is very good. I, I think she needs to have a like a banger, you know what I mean? I mean, the best matches she's had were like the no DQ with Thunder Rosa, which wasn't even like that amazing. You know, it would be, be nice to see her kill it. But uh, yeah, the, 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 those are bigger conversations beyond this match, I suppose. Um, right. Uh, Anarchy in the arena, it's back. 
uh, one of the best matches of last year, one of the best matches of the last couple of years. Uh, this time it is the Blackpool Combat Club, Brian Daniels, John Moxie, Claudio Castagnoli, and Wiener Yuna versus the elite Kenny Omega, the Jackson Brothers, and Hangman. Adam Page, I mean, could the expectations be much higher for this one? I'm not sure they could. They are very, very high. <laughs> um I'm anticipating a, a very, very... I mean, I, I, anything below a match of the year contender, I think, would be disappointing on this one. Yeah, but I, I feel like the right people are in it. That It's it's, it's going to be a banger. I mean, I, could, I can't really see how it won't be. Um, I, Like I said last week, I just hope that they're really creative enough to make this feel different. And I, th- I think it will. I think I think this will be more violent than than gimmicky in a sense yeah because that's the way the story has has built i would expect to see a lot of um a lot of the razor being dragged coast to coast (laughs) as as you know we all enjoy um i i would honestly my goal going in if i'm in the match i would want the ring mat looking like it doesn't fight forever (laughs) yeah where it's just Great. Mad. I mean, almost to the point of it being like a classic war games, that kind of level of visceral violence. That that that's and I know Moxley, having listened to his interviews, he really kind of overthinks these things. And I would hope that that would be his mindset going in. Okay, the last one, which was extremely good, was very creative and was very uh at some points was just so much crack that yeah. it was it was so entertaining this one i would i would feel like okay to differentiate it from the first one what we need to do is it not be fun right but needs to be violent and bloody and stiff and 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 memorable for that reason as opposed to it being kind of bells and whistles um let's see but but even with with the with the bcc that's kind of their mo lately and i would hope that that's that's what the story of the match would be even the elite um, you know, at the end of the last uh, show when Hangman returned, they had the weapons and the 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 broom with the barbed wire around it and this and that. So, yeah. oh yeah, they, they, I, I, and I don't think they're going to wave that stuff around without intent to to, to use it. So, um, so right. yeah, I, I I'm very much looking forward to this. Probably my, my most anticipated thing on, oh, on the show. Absolutely, I mean, far and away, it's the the biggest thing. Um, whether it'll be the main event or not, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's going to be this or the world title match with the main event. I, would I mean, this, this is the thing, and that's why that's actually what got me thinking about does Punk come back tonight? Was well, like because I was thinking, I was like, AEW, they have been they've been religious when it comes to the the world title goes on last. They've they've been, and I'm trying to think, even when they've done lights out, that's only ever been on television. They've never done it. They've nothing has gone on ahead of the 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 world title. So I'm kind of like, I guess it. My my assumption would be that goes on last, but I'm like. You re- like and, and that match. Here's the thing: spo- spoilers for the rest of this preview. That match is probably going to be really good, bell to bell. Let's be fair. As as much as we've ripped the build deservedly, so you know they're going to have right. a good match. But is the show yes. really going to end with like a, a movesy four way that MJF just wins and, and that's how you send people home? That's how I got into my CM Punk. He must, you know. That's the point. Is is we we mentioned before the thing you want to do leading out of a show like this is is. Have people thinking, "Geez, I gotta tune into Dynamite on Wednesday to to see the next next thing." And that's why New Japan. I know the New Japan thing is a much diluted version of that. But New Japan always end their shows with the next challenger. You know, it's not mm. just uh, Okada wins again. Good night, everybody. <laughs> you know, there's always some little bit of intrigue for what's yeah, the, what's, what's to come. The music, the music hits, and the next guy comes out. 
you know. Um, yeah. So if if MJF were to win, I would hope that there would be a a post match angle of some kind. I wonder um, another thing, and this we're perhaps way just overthinking all this stuff, but I wonder would they not want to burn the Punk comeback on first of all the pay per view, but second of all the pay per view going against like massive television events. Um, succession finale, tonight. succession finale, yeah, and it's kind of like because I don't know if you you now I didn't listen to the media call. I I read the 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 voices of wrestling like cliff notes on it, but Tony Khan was big time defending his last year double or nothing going so long because he was like we got we got last minute buys from people once the sports finished. So they think about that stuff. They think yeah, about yeah. what's on the other channels. They think about that. Uh, so who knows? Right. We're getting into the weeds on it. Um, but uh, yeah. So uh, that was, what was that? That was Blackpool Comp. That was Anarchy in the Arena. Okay. Uh, Blackjack Battle Royale, 21-man Battle Royale for the International Championship. Did Rampage explain the rules of this? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a battle royale. It's a fucking battle royale, yeah. you know. Uh, I, I noticed, by the way, Wikipedia has it listed as a battle royale. Take your find, Mr. Wikipedia. That's Royale with an E. Yes. For the AW branding. You're you're, you're going to become the lowest form of life, which is a Wikipedia editor, <laughs> uh, guy debating this on the on the history page. Uh, anyway, uh, the participants are Orange Cassidy himself defending the title uh, against Ricky Starks, the Butcher, the Blade, Bandino, Commander, Lee Moriarty, Big Bill, Ari Davari, Tony Nice, Chuck Taylor, Trent Bretta, Kip Sabian. Ray Phoenix, Penta El Zero Miedo, Swerve Strickland, Brian Cage, Jay White, Juice Robinson, Keith Lee, and Dustin Rhodes. <laughs> Sorry, I love that we've still gotten here, and we haven't done Keith Lee versus Swerve. That feud has been going on for seven months, it feels like. Yeah, and I feel like they think in AEW that the blow-off was that tag match on Rampage like two months ago. They can't seriously think that's the end. Because uh, this is this is... This is the what are we doing with these guys battle royale? You look at these names and you're like, like I hate to be I hate to be the push the mid characters guy, but I'm looking at these names and pretty much everyone here. I'm like, yeah, where's the Keith Lee Swerve Strickland match? Like, is Ricky Starks seriously in this fucking battle royale? Uh, they've cool Jay White, off. yeah, Jay White, and like I don't think we were massive Jay White guys on this podcast, but what are they doing with this fella? He's much better than they're they're using him to to that degree. I mean, just oh, a dynamite when Starks was cutting his promo. But, all right, time to move on. They jumped him again. I was like, you can't be serious. <laughs> you can't be serious. Oh my god. Um, but flip side of that, putting our our optimistic hats on. I, Good list of names for a match. I think. I think this will probably be a fun, fun enough battle royale if they get if they get time. And you know, I know you're a big uh, all battle royals are shit guy, but you know, I think I think AEW ones the second half usually they boil it down to usually just a pretty good match. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, you just got to get through the bit where it's like, will will the blade eliminate Ari Davari? Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. I, there, there's only so much of that I can take, and on a show that's already going to be four hours long, let's just fucking get to the good bit. Um. So yeah, the uh, uh, that's the that's the match. I I would think maybe as a little bit of a clock resetter on on Jay White, I would be stunned if he won this. Um, it feels weird for such a cool raid, and it has been a very good raid for Cassie to end in a battle royal. Um, so I think the safest pick would probably just be he retains. Yeah, I kind of feel like they they want to get to that. St- 
storyline where he's just like breaks down and physically and, and is finally beaten. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the, uh, that is the uh, Blackjack Battle Royal. Uh, then we got JB Hader versus Tony Storm in a rematch for the AW Women's question World mark. Championship. Well, question mark, question mark, question mark. Yeah. Very weird Tony Khan answer on the press call where people were asking if she was hurt. It's like, yeah, we're telling you she's hurt. Said on TV she's hurt. <laughs> but yeah, but your, your television program is all about people pretending to be hurt. I don't like, um, you know, so yeah, it, it, the, the reporting makes it all but sound like she's basically just gutting through this match. And that's, and I, you know. <laughs> Sorry, I love Tony Khan. I know. It's, it's so Such a good answer. It just sounded. It just sounded like it was a very. It sounded like it was a very cagey call, to be honest. All these. <laughs> We're telling you, sir. Also, Hangman has an eye patch. That yeah, yeah, now. he's missing an eye. Yeah. Um, this is a a very bittersweet uh, Schrodinger's cat match because of like, if it happens, it could be it could steal the show. Uh, it's it was great last time. I, I bore witness to it in person. Okay, now yeah. now you need to go to an AEW show and you can see it, and then all three of us would have seen it in person. Yeah. Well, um, Wembley's coming. Well, well, so here's the thing: if if we we don't know how hurt Jamie Hader is because it's fucking wrestling, and they're just like, oh, she's injured. She's doing the match. Is the match going to be thirty seconds? Is she well enough to do a proper? Match? We don't know. We don't know. The reporting on it seems to be that it's serious enough. It all but seems guaranteed that I think Tony's probably going to win it. Um, uh, so all you can kind of do is hope, cross your fingers, and hope you get the return match. The big, the big Wembley story is can Jamie Hayden bring it back? That'd be great. Uh, yeah. But we just, we just don't know. We don't know if this match is going to happen. We don't know if it's going to be a ten second. She just goes in and loses. Uh, yeah. Well, I feel like knowing Tony, he's gonna want so badly to have the the bulldog moment. Yes. In Wembley. So, Hater is, as far as the English group go, is is the, the hot commodity right now. So, I would think that's what it would be. So, Yeah, and it makes yeah. all the all of, like, Meltzer's debating about Osprey so perfunctory. I'm like, you have a very popular British star who is a champion in the company now. Do you know what I, I, know. I mean? It's and, just and, like- and, and I subscribe to The Observer for, for many a year. <sighs> I, I'm almost I'm almost on the side of the freaks on Twitter now who are like Meltzer doesn't know anything. He's a fucking idiot. Um every time he says something like that, I just fucking start rubbing my temples. Then shut up you. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, I don't I don't want to join in the freaks on Twitter, but you gotta go you know, kinda of right. Um but I just, uh, well, I just feel like wrestling coverage has has progressed past Meltzer at this stage. That's, that's more to speak to the quality of, of other people who have come up than, yes. than old man Dave, to be fair. Uh, next on the card here, we've got Wardlow defending the TNT Championship against Christian Cage in a ladder match. Um, Love it. Yeah, yeah. I, I I mean, I, I'm not super into it. <laughs> it's just like, it's like another thing that I just think is not going to do Wardlow any favors. It's just like Working with a guy who's just so much cooler and better than him, you know what I mean? Um, but Christian's but great. a one on one ladder match, not eight people standing on the outside. Um, Christian's great, as you said. Wardlow, I mean, let, let, let's bring back the shorts, brother. We, we, every time I see him, it's like that the little tights are he's gonna have a thong on in a couple of weeks, probably the way things are going. Bring back the old look, brother. This new little 
uh, wrestling onesie gimmick is not working for me. Yeah, a little singlet. But um, there's one thing I want to see, and, and and if it happens, it'll be a five a five star banger. I want to see Aaron take a bump off a ladder. Make it happen. <laughs> oh God, I'm not sure. I want to see that. <laughs> Aaron finds his way up a ladder. They tip it over through the four tables on the outside. Make it happen. <laughs> Although I, I do have concerns about like 66 and two third percent uh, participants of this match health. Uh, Christian, Christian really be doing a ladder match? I mean, I don't know. I, I, I assume being having an extremely high wrestling IQ <laughs> such as he does. I think they're going to do a very clever ladder match, which is what yeah, I, 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 I don't know. This is what I'm looking forward to because it's not going to be an endless stunt, 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 contrived setup, contrived setup. It's no. not going to be that, you know. And 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 I think Christian doing a ladder match at the stage is different than than Jeff doing a ladder match. For for instance, I feel I feel like there's less of a pressure on Christian to be the the spot monkey and and wheel out the old hits, you know. Um. So yeah, I, I've I've high hopes for this one. I think it'll be good. I, I do as well. I do as well. Uh, I just shot me. If, I, I don't think I don't think they'll do it. It's not their style. Uh, Christian Win I actually think would be pretty good because he's he's just more more compelling television presence. But that's not really how. Well, I mean that TNA, TNT title has been a hot potato lately. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I suppose it wouldn't shot me. You know, he gets it back on TV or something. But they've already, I mean, they've already done that. They've had Wardlow lose it for a guy who got over being undefeated and beating Jabronis. Uh, I, I, but at the same time, I think we need to take Wardlow for where he is now. I think the 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 buzz and the heat off the MJF thing is is long dissipated. Long yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't think we can say, well, War- you got to keep Wardlow hot, brother. He's not hot. We that's, that's gone. true. That's true. We got we got to take take Wardlow for where he is now, and maybe it'll catch on again, and and he'll build up. But I don't think we can still be holding on hope for for how hot he he, he was during that MJF deal. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and uh, uh, you know Christian is just Christian so good. Christian is so so good. Uh, our next- first first ever turtleneck in a ladder match tonight. The turtleneck on a pole. I want to see him wrestling in that in that sleeveless turtleneck, brother. One of the best looks in in wrestling history. <laughs> uh, up next, we got the uh, tag team championship match, which is FTR versus uh, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. The people's main event. Yeah, with Mark Briscoe as guest referee. I mean, I thought that angle was great. On, so did I. Like, I'm not into this whole whose side is he on thing. The heels buddying up to the baby face, but like Mark Briscoe is so good. He's so. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Dynamite, obviously, but in the context of the pay per view, I loved. Yeah, it wasn't the whose side is he on. It's he's fucking angry at them all of them. <laughs> yes, they're all pissing them off with their stupidity and fight. Great. Yeah, and, and he and he showed that he could do goofy, but on Dynamite he showed he could do serious as well. So very very good stuff. Yeah, he's he has been such a uh, he has been such a boon to their their TV. He really has. And I mean, if you told me two months ago that I'd be pulling for Jarrett and Lethal to win the tag <laughs> yeah. titles, I would have said you're crazy. Let's do it. Do do it for Dixie, brother. Bring it home. Oh God, it's funny. It is. It is. It is a very funny uh, um, turnabout. But uh, yeah, uh, we'll we'll see. This is probably probably be a fun match. I I anticipate this I will be. So. Um, but yeah, so uh, we move on then to the main event, the last title match here: MJF versus Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen versus Jungle Boy Jack Perry, um, for the World Championship. Yeah. Uh, I mean, 
as far as the build goes, I think we're all aligned on it. I don't think there's we we need to say much to you know we don't have any hot takes on it. But I will say that maybe one silver lining coming out of this is that it's really just reinforced where some of these people are in terms of their their development, kind of as an experiment, right? Mm. Jungle Boy, obviously, character wise is not there. He needs a, a significant shakeup, I would even say, to the point of a heel run. Um, Because I think I've said before on, on, on this, the way you get a baby face over is you turn him heel. And we've seen that time and time again. All the best baby faces were heels first. You know? Rey Mysterio notwithstanding. But even he was... Yeah, well, yeah. But like, you know, you're, you're, you're Rock, you're Austin. Hogan initially was a heel, I believe, um, prior to yes, becoming yeah. Hulk Hogan. Um, Cena Roman is now only finally coming into his own after a heel turn and you know when he turns babyface again he's going to be the most over guy in the company Um, so I think Jungle Boy needs to go through that period now like imminently Um, (laughs) Sammy Guevara look he he has exciting matches in that He, he will never have it as a main event guy calling it now he doesn't have it um Darby Darby does. Darby has that um intangible quality to connect with an audience that the other two guys don't have. And I think he's he would be able to stay at that level and go further. And MJF obviously is 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 the guy, but whereas this feud has been a little too goofy for my taste. I'd I'd like to see him move into something more serious again. But I, I think the fact that we've done this now, we've done this pillar thing. Finally, I think this is the stage now where we can kind of move past that and not hold these guys all up all to the same level because ultimately they're not. And maybe it's a good time to kind of take stock, see where everyone is, what their next moves need to be, and, and kind of move them along. Guevara, go back to the JAS, do what you're doing. That's that's kind of his level ultimately. I feel like that might be harsh to say, but I think I think with with his present the way he's presented his character, his uh, promos, etc. That's that's kind of where he needs to be. Jungle Boy, we need to turn heel. Darby, keep doing what we're doing, but don't don't just throw him back to meaningless feuds with e- Ethan Page or whatever on on Rampage. Keep him keep him hot. And MJF, obviously, move on to something serious. Uh, I think the match will be great. Uh, obviously, I think they're all capable of having really really good matches, despite the character issues. Uh, so I am looking forward to it a lot. I think it'll deliver. I, the only negative I would say is that the result seems almost too obvious. Yeah. Um, and they're not. But, but, they're, when it comes to the world title, they're not really. Uh, let's let's freshen it up and just do a surprise for the sake. They're not. They're not. No, uh, but not only that, but like it's predictable. But also, I don't want any of the other three guys to win it. Yes, yeah, and it sucks the two of them are baby faces. <laughs> you, know? you know, I mean, Darby wouldn't be the, the worst thing in the world. You know, obviously we all see see where, how Darby's developed over, over the few years, but like Sammy has no chance and I don't want him to win. Jungle Boy has no chance and I don't want him to win. And I feel like Darby has no chance. He's probably the best of the bunch in terms of if, if they did do a surprise, but it's a weird situation where it feels so obvious what the result's going to be, but also... That's that's the result that it needs to be and that I want it to be anyway. So it's 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 just feels like there's not a lot to the match aside from hoping it'll be a good match. But 
usually a good match has some intrigue uh, in what the finish will be, that's part of it being a good match. And I feel like this doesn't have that, ultimately. But that's your pape. It's a pay-per-view. I, th- I think, uh, you know, to, to bet against a, a AEW pay-per-view um, delivering bell-to-bell is, is a silly endeavor. I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend that. So uh, I am looking forward to it. Um, yeah, have it have it ordered on Fight TV, and I'm gonna watch it as much as I can live tonight. Even though I'm working tomorrow, because a lot ooh. of people, a lot of the people that I work with, have a bank holiday tomorrow. Because in a lot of countries, the bank holiday Monday is tomorrow. We get it next Monday, so I get a quiet day of work tomorrow and next Monday off. Best of both worlds. But I'm I'm gonna try and stay up and watch as much as I can because. As you said, as we said, the succession finale is tomorrow. It's going to be an hour and a half. So it'll be tough for me to finish work, watch an entire pay-per-view, an hour and a half of succession, and cook and eat and stuff. So I'm going to try... Succession's an hour and a half? The finale is going to be an hour and a half long. The last episode is an hour 13 as well. Okay. Um, But... So so the plan tonight would be, if if not to watch the entire pay-per-view, to at least watch a decent chunk of it. Yeah, I God, it, it might be fucking Tuesday before I finish it because Brona is unfortunately having to travel tomorrow for work because she won't be back home until like eight PM. Mm. Um, so I, now the good thing about this build being kind of weak is I don't care if I see spoilers, so I don't really, I don't really care. Uh, but I won't actually be watching it until the evening time. Um, right, right. But right. yeah, and we'll also have to squeeze in the last episode of Barry as well uh, before before bedtime. But that, that might have to wait till later in the week. Uh, yeah, that's uh, Double or Nothing. I think I think it'll probably be pretty good. Um, we will find out and we will review it next week. And, we'll, and uh, you listening to this, you know, me and Paul will be back next week to review it, but you listening to this, you'll hear a live, live, live report on this show um, uh, at some stage. Yeah. I'll put I'll put it at the end. So yeah, stick stick it at the end. So stick around at the end for the review of the pay per view. Uh, on the last bit of wrestling news, did you watch any of the New Japan Strong show? Probably not. Did you? <laughs> you you know me very well. Okay, I watched no. I watched the women's tournament on it, and I I thought it was actually very good, and it made it even more of a shame that uh, poor Mercedes got hurt there at the end. It was they they were crowning an American New Japan Women's Champion. And the tournament was um, uh, Stephanie Vacker, who is from CMLL, uh, Momo Kogo, I believe her name is, from Stardom. I'm, my Joshi knowledge is shining through here in this segment. Uh, Wasn't that the villain from the Powerpuff Girls? No, no, you're thinking of someone else. Um, okay. uh, Mercedes and Willow Nightingale. And uh, it was three really good matches. Like, they... The, they I had never, I had never seen uh, uh, Kogo or or Vacker before, and they were both really, really good. Uh, just like proper good, like pay per view quality, just hard hitting matches, and that led us to a match I was really interested in the potential of it happening, which was Nightingale versus Mercedes. It happened. They had a really good like six or seven minutes, and then sadly, Mercedes injured something. I don't know. It was some kind of leg injury. She did a spot yeah. where, where where they were on the the top rope and and Mercedes jumps out of the ring to kind of guillotine Willow on the on the top rope, but in her landing she messed up her ankle, I guess. And, oh, and not only did they do that, they had the horrible thing where the referee. So basically, you could very you could see she puts on the bank statement and you can see Monet like giving Willow the new finish, like I'm fucked. Um, yeah. uh, you have to and but the referee didn't know, so he counted two, and then time stood still, and you're like, oh no. 
quote because it was like it would have been disappointing for the match to end so short but then it was like they all so willow had to pick her up and do the move again and so you're going to work on three um <laughs> like the rock the Kurt Angle, though, it's I would have her. Get the fucking count, idiot. God, yeah, remember that. God. Love it. No way out 2001. One. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that, that was a shame because it was like they were really on their way to having a really good match. Um, uh, but uh, so, yeah, Willow, the, the unintentional surprise winner of that belt. Um, and uh, right. Mercedes, sadly, on the shelf. Um, but uh, yeah, it was good. I, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed those matches. They're there. They're, they're, they're putting a bit of effort into this division, to be fair to them, uh, uh, which, I, which I think is good. Uh, but yeah, uh, I suppose that's all the wrestling stuff for this week. Um, it's extremely hot here, by our standards. Very. Uh, I'm very red on my various parts. I've, I've actually I, I've actually just, as we were recording, I've got my shorts on, and I think the, I think the back of my legs is a bit sunburnt. Um, you know, we we went to the beach with Rosie and then and went to the old beer gardens yesterday, so I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling it. But uh, you know, nonetheless, very happy that summer is finally here. Yeah, we had the barbecue out. Oh, oh yeah, the best way to cook food. No matter what you're eating, food tastes better off a barbecue. Absolutely, every time. Had a lovely. Tell you, I, I have my my um, thermometer. I use now for cooking meat and steaks and so on. So I had that barbecue steak perfectly cooked, juicy and oh fucking so good. <laughs> So hopefully there'll be a lot of those over the coming weeks and months. But uh, yeah, that was on Friday. That was after after work. So just coincidentally, I was quite hungry. I went into the office. I didn't have um, much for lunch. And I came back and the idea was floated about doing a barbecue. I was like, oh, mm. fuck yeah. The, today's the perfect day for it, hunger-wise. So a nice big big old burger and, and a, a steak. Oh, it's tremendous. Um. I am holding my mic like a reporter today, as, as yes. me and Barry spoke about before we started recording. So I have some issues with my microphone. I noticed this last week when I was uh, editing the show. So I apologize to people listening to it might have realized Paul doesn't sound great uh, this week. So what's happened is I use a Yeti Blue or a Blue Yeti. I don't know what the brand is, but a, a Nano. And there's a button on the back of it, which uh, is right here which uh, there's two modes on the microphone, basically. There's like an ambient mode, which will pick up audio from all around it. Okay. And then there's like a direct shotgun mic option where you speak into the front of it. Um, and the button has somehow got stuck on on ambient mode. So it picks up the audio from all around it. I don't oh, know. How, no. I, I can't press it. It's stuck. Um, and also, you know, I obviously had the microphone far away from me last week so i had to fix the the levels in in post but when the audio levels are so quiet when you bring them up it also impacts the uh the quality so um i'm I'm trying to trying to figure out a solution for that that's not going to result me in buying another microphone but uh for today i'm just holding the microphone in my hand like uh dave i'm a right (laughs) like dave Meltzer actually does I was going to say, like, I'm a right uh, Alex Marvez. But um, <laughs> we will see. That's an even weirder pull. Yeah. Well, I was going to say Renee. Renee yeah, Renee. But well, I am a bloke, man, not a woman. I'm a bloke. Oh, that reminds me of, of the guy who emailed into, fuck, was it was it IGN Gamescoop once? Who's like, I can't play Horizon because you play as a woman and I cannot relate to that. 
<laughs> I cannot pretend I'm an AW backstage commentator because the most notorious one is a woman. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm holding the mic, so hopefully it doesn't sound too bad, or at least it sounds good enough that it, it I'll be able to actually fix it in post and, and make it sound okay. But it's very annoying, very very annoying. Um, and, and I was looking up a tutorial how to open up the microphone because I'm sure once I open it. I'll just be able to push the button out and it'll be fine. But uh, it's got a little tiny screw and I don't have a screwdriver that small for it. So I'm How long fine. do you have that microphone? When did I buy it? Uh, I don't That's know. It's, it's, it's a couple of years. Physical fault. Uh, a couple of years, I guess. Okay. A couple of years, I think. Fault from this I don't know what happened to it because I don't, I don't be throwing it around. I have no idea yeah. what happened to it. Anyway, it's, it is stuck in that mode, unfortunately. Uh, and also, the, today was the last day of the Premier League season. Uh, so I was watching some of the football today. We were watching just the relegation matches. I, I had no interest in the Man United game, which they did win, funnily enough. But um, yeah, the sad, the sad outcome was that Leicester City, who in, in, in a, a mad uh, underdog story worthy of uh, surely a film at some point, won the Premier League, upsetting all the big teams in 2015-2016 season were today relegated back to the championship a mere seven years after winning the competition, uh, which is mad. shows you how quickly things can turn around and, and, and one bad summer of recruitment can really just kill a team. So Leicester City and Leeds United were, uh, were relegated along with Southampton. Uh, and yeah, well, that's, that's what I was doing today. So, do we want to talk a little bit more about Dynamite, or do we want to go live? Touch my earpiece here, which I'm definitely wearing. Oh, what's this? We're hearing a report. What's this coming in? Do we want to go live to our roving reporter before? And, and then maybe we can fill in the blanks on, on, on Dynamite this week. Yes, absolutely. Let's do it. Okay, let's, let's see if he's there. Uh, Joe Towner, live from Las Vegas. Can you hear us and can you tell us your experience uh, from this last week? Hello, this is Joe Towney Boy Towner uh, calling in live from Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, it's double or nothing week. Uh, today is the is the pay per view. Uh, we were at Dynamite Rampage and Ring of Honor taping on Wednesday. Uh, not particularly well attended. It was probably two thirds full, but crowd were enjoying what they saw. Uh, quite a long taping. I didn't realise they were doing Ring of Honor first. Otherwise, we might have skipped that. But. Yeah, Ring of Honor, two hours of ramp of Dynamite, an hour of Rampage, and then they did another two Ring of Honor matches, which we didn't stay for because uh, we were a little bit tired by that point. Um, it was a fun show, um, some good matches. You had a Four Pillars promo segment, which was okay. Um, interesting reaction to the announcement of Chicago as the location of the first AEW collision. There were some CM Punk chants that broke out, not massive, and there were also some boos. Some people <laughs> reacting to the CM Punk chants negatively, so it will be interesting to see how that goes. Um, I think my highlight of the show was getting a high five from Mr. Orange Cassidy um, after Rampage finished. Um, you can, if you look very closely at the end of Rampage, quite a few people had, had left, so we were able to sneak a bit closer to the the entrance ramp um, and you can see me giving it the big and wearing my best friend's t-shirt uh, at the side of the ramp so if you do watch Rampage 
uh, keep an eye out for that um, yeah otherwise a fun show good to see good to see all the guys live uh, we were in the section where the young bucks uh, kind of ran to after uh, doing the run in on the, the dynamite main event uh, so that was kind of fun we had the bucks walk right past us um, surprisingly uh, small I think they were both shorter than me um, <laughs> Big Bill is big I can confirm that Okay. Uh, as was Dustin Rhodes and Keith Lee um, yeah so good show I'll be checking in from the pay-per-view tonight um, with some more updates uh, in terms of sightings we have seen a few wrestlers around so uh, straight after the show we saw FTR bald wandering around the MGM casino uh, didn't bother him he was with his family so I said I just went, look that's FTR bald um, <laughs> then uh, while well, Michelle was waiting for me to meet her in the lobby of the MGM Grand Hotel she bumped into a little Tony Khan and he was incredibly nice uh, he had a little chat with her he offered to take a photo she didn't even ask like he was like come on let's take a photo um, yeah and he was he was uh, a very very nice very accommodating uh, fellow uh, we also saw Jake the Snake Roberts at the Bellagio coming out of a restaurant he's fucking enormous honestly he's about six foot six like all these old wrestlers are all giants not like the new ones um, so that was fun as well yeah so we'll let you know if there's any other exciting uh, experiences here in Vegas we've got one day left and we fly out tomorrow um, but yeah I will check in with you guys later okay thank you Joe thank you Joe um, for your report on dynamite and how big people are. Yes. Very much appreciated it. I, I, I hope, I hope in her extremely limited time with him, I hope Joe's wife kind of told him about the podcast and, you know, we, we'll get him on. Oh yeah. And, uh, we, we can ask him the really important questions. We'll find out about this television deal. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll get all the juice. Um, yeah. So we did, we did see the photo in the week of, of Michelle and Tony, which was great. It was very good. But no, Joe. I'm very sad. Very sad to see see that Joe missed missed on that one. Unfortunately, um, that would have been great. That would have been great. That that was a little bit like, I think I've told the story before, when I was in Dublin on my brother's birthday, and we walked past the guy, and I'm like, "Fuck, I know who that who is that guy? I recognize him somewhere." And then it turned out it was Kevin Conroy, and we never met him. Oh, um, yeah. And my brother's a huge Batman fan, so on his birthday, how amazing that would have been. But I was the only one who saw him, and I couldn't remember who he was. Fucking idiot. Um, but that's really cool to have met Tony and uh, and and to have seen a very big Jake Roberts. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I mean, yeah. Look, we 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 talk about dynamite a little bit before yeah, Joe's tape. That, that taping sounds eight hours long. By the way, it sounds so fucking long. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll chat about uh, uh, dynamite here. Yeah, so dynamite opened with Orange Cassidy and Kyle Fletcher in in a very good match, albeit one that I think had a little too many crazy spots being kicked out of. Is that is, is that is that a too much of a cornet take? It is, but you could have it. It's fine. Two two tombstones in a row and a top rope Michinoku driver. Yeah, yeah. The tombstones, you know I mean? the tombstones in a row are like it's very physically impressive when he does it. But I'm just like, oh god, two, two. I, I will say in a row. I will say it, the thought was going through my head of, all right, he's going to kick out of all these and he's going to beat him with the punch. 
So I, I was happy when they at least he beat him with a roll up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that that's continuing their story as well that they've had, you know, this whole yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the match was very good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I, you know, it just just when someone's finishing move is is, is X Y Z, maybe don't. I mean, there's a little bit of Adam Cole to that, right? Adam Cole will do will do some moves that are that are better than his actual finisher, and I always feel like that's a little bit of a just 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 have the finish of the match be the most impactful move, whereas here at least it was a roll up. It's fine. Yeah, and uh, we forgot to mention they signed Ozzy Open, which is a good get. They did. I mean, Ozzy Open had just relinquished their New Japan tag titles, both sets of them. Yeah, Mark Davis is injured. It, I didn't even hear that until until I saw that they sign them and i was like wait aren't they the champions oh they're not champions why aren't they champions oh okay right yeah so, yeah. yeah um very good get very good get obviously we've seen them live a bunch of times many many times yeah uh yes very good stuff good uh um yeah and the type of guys that i i they probably could have gone to wwe i would imagine they probably could have stayed in new japan they, they i they probably had anywhere worth having an offer from they probably had it um yeah so so good to, to lock them down especially in a company that is so tag team uh, focused. Um, yes. Yeah. We had Renee backstage with Ricky Starks, mm. the aforementioned uh, beatdown angle. Juice Robinson is is at least showing a bit of, uh, as they call it, charisma, but a bit of something at least. He's he's, he's a, a shouty man, uh, as opposed to just being a boring <laughs> man, which he was previously. Yeah. Um. At least I feel like now there's a little bit of a pairing there, personality-wise. He doesn't just feel like a less good Jay White. He's kind of more distinct. Mm. Um, then we had the the Jack Perry uh, NXT promo. Very unmemorable. Very, yeah. Yeah, not great. Uh, we had the angle with, uh, with FTR and... and the uh, Jet Jared and Lethal team. And like I said, this is probably my highlight of the show, honestly. Okay. <clears throat> and that was very, very good. Um, especially with, with the Mark Briscoe stuff. I thought it was very, very clever. I'm not sure about Karen Jarrett being around, honestly. It feels like one thing too many, doesn't it? Like, Yeah, you know, a little um... bit. Maybe if you really need to use her, she can come out on the pay-per-view. Yeah, that would have been a nice punctuation on the feud, maybe. Um, yeah, for her to come out, but yeah, little too, little too many. I mean, to the point where they're literally in in promos, calling them like Team TNA and mentioning Dixie Carter. Like who 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 who's next gonna gonna show up in this team? Like well, Matt Morgan. Another thing Michelle should have said, for a very reasonable sum, they can have the term Impact World Order off us. Um, yeah. But, but we, Tony, you can crack open the old wallet for that one now. <laughs> um, Renee was backstage with Sammy Guevara. One thing I don't like about the Sammy Guevara thing is he's sensibly a heel, but some weeks they'll just ride him as a babyface. Yeah, but like last week they were in Texas. You're like, okay, that's the way they do things. But he was, trying, yeah. he was still one this week. I was like, what? You're not trying this again, are you? Come on. Yeah. Unless, unless this is 
this wouldn't make it good, but I'm just saying this could be where they're going. Unless it's leading to another swerve, and he does try and lay down for MJF at the baby, which would be fucking so stupid. I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. But, they, but, I mean, I can't fathom they want him to be a baby face again. He's still in JAS, for one thing. <laughs> exactly. Although they've really not mentioned that specifically for, for a while now. Yeah, that's that's they've toned that down. They have, yeah. Uh, almost like they want you to forget it. Uh, House of Black defeated Blake Christian. Uh, <laughs> his name is almost uh, a former host of this podcast. Metalik and AR Fox uh, in a in a I don't want to say a squash match, but a very quick. It yeah, it was <laughs> like defeat. it was like we're going to do a squash, but we'll give you a little bit so it's a good TV match. Um, I loved the finish of this because you right. know, because they were being a little bit more competitive. You didn't expect like like uh, uh, Black buddy. had Fox in. Oh, was a Buddy had him in the move? Was it? Yeah, Buddy, buddy had right. him in this like inverted cloverleaf thing. And you're like, well, the match the match yeah. is hardly ending now, and so all his partners rush in, and fucking Alistair Black and Brody King came in. They just cut the other two off, and Brody King hangs Blake Christians. Like he, I, for as long as this fucker has been wrestling, I call him Blake Christensen. It's Blake Christian. I don't know where Sin is yeah. coming from, but he, uh, uh, Brody King hangs Blake over the top rope like he used to do with Darby Allen, and so it's just like entire team just neutralized, just killed and beaten. It's great. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, Black put a, a knee bar on Metal League. That was it. Yeah, yeah. And and, 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 and you did call you did call him Alistair, which was again signifying just the silliness of his his names. His naming, yeah. He's, he's called it's called it's Malachi. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I get, I get that they, they want to have a creepy name that suits the the look, but Tommy um, End's kind of that. I, I think Tom Tom End is a cool. I don't um, know. Anyway, who cares? Maybe uh, maybe it's a a US thing. Tommy, maybe. Tommy's your man of the Rugrats. <laughs> um, four pillars. Uh, segment Dar- Darby and MJF. Darby came out, and MJF rightly pointed it out. Darby came out in uh, platform shoes that Earth, Wind, and Fire would have balked at. <laughs> um, he, I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't. I mean, to me, you know, the same reaction. Um, like Ryan Smile used to get when he wore the 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 little like brown shoes with no no socks on. Yes, I have the same revulsion for Darby Allen in the giant Doc Martens. Like lad, you, I, I know, I know it's your your aesthetic and that you're you're not fifteen anymore. But this is the thing, yeah, and I just feel like this feud, like Darby, Darby had the Jeff Hardy thing for a while, where it was just kind of like he still was, does. I it, think he still it, does. It, it, lame but it's like you can pull it off because you're a little weirdo and you're very charismatic and it's fine and i just feel like this feud has just dragged people down now to the degree i look at him and go go get some real shoes lads go get some real shoes on. <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah you're you're cool but it's, yeah, go on get nice pair of wrestling boots for yourself at, at least have i don't wear them but at least get uh, skating shoes or converse or something fucking straight out of um a teenager's wardrobe at a hot topic like yeah, Dis- dis- disgraceful, disgusting shit. Anyway, they had a little, a little gimmick, a little, a little talk, and and people ran out, and Jack Perry ended up with the title, which was a very funny visual because he yeah. will, he will not hold that for a very long time, if at all. Um, 
I mean, I think I think the order of operations here was 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 pretty on the ball, though. That Darby was the one who confronted MJF. Sammy ran out for a totally meaningless run out that had nothing to do with anything, and Jungle Boy was there at the end as well. I mean, that's that's pretty much how how I would have done it as well. Um, and then we had Wardlow Wardlow vignette talking about Christian and the ladder yeah. match. Uh, Taya Valkyrie and Lady Frost. I've not seen Lady Frost before. I thought she looked pretty good. Yeah, she's cool. She, I was about to say is, I guess was signed to Impact. She's been doing a lot of Ring of Honor, so I'm assuming she's a free agent. Right. Um, She obviously, I mean, jumps off the screen. She's got like big arms. She's a big muscly lady. Mm. um, And she does some very athletic spots. I think she kind of had a little bit of the trademark kind of, this is the biggest match in my career, jitters a little bit. Uh, but her stuff still looked very cool. Um, and For sure. She's kind of, again, based on having a lot of Ring of Honor appearances and now this, I'm sure she's probably going to be the next person to occupy that kind of sky blue, like, I'll be on TV Jay a lot. And then, challenger. But, that, but not even that, just I'm going to be a jabroni for a while, and then gradually I'll just be signed. You know, I, right, 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 you know, right. Yeah, she's quite good. The match wasn't much, but it was, it was, it was all right. Yeah. Um, Jade came out and was like, ooh, I'm going to get you. <laughs> she didn't say that, but that was the gist of the thing. She shook her fist. She shook her fist. Angrily. She heard her, Layla. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Tony Khan made his announcement about the uh, the United Center. Yeah. Alex Marvez, a.k.a. me, was backstage with Hangman <laughs> talking about the Elite. Then we had the contract signing uh, between Adam Cole and Chris Jericho. Uh, which was pretty run-of-the-mill until we finally had uh, Sabu show up for some reason. I do like the um, the the continuing story that Jericho's like, Adam Cole, you let your woman get beat up, you're a coward. <laughs> and, and the complete omission of that he was zip-tied to the ropes or hang, G- handcuffed G- to the ropes. Jericho is okay. good at that kind of just really basic heel, just being just lying, just be a liar, and just. just really, <laughs> well, it's a lot of the same lines as the the Ricky Stark thing, where Jericho thought he came out on top in the negotiation for the contract, whatever that was, and and he was like smiling about it, whereas he was actually had been made a fool of by Ricky Stark. So yeah, he he's good at that kind of heel uh, being kind of knowingly an idiot, in a sense. Yeah. Um, I will say I, I, I'm kind of over contract signings. Um, yeah. And I... But, but also... It's an, it's an unsanctioned match. Why is there a contract? Well, that's actually a great point. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even think about that, but you're absolutely correct. Um, but Adam Cole does a lot of things very well, but I think one of his main weaknesses, both in terms of his offense, but also his like promo here, I think his main weakness is that he doesn't, I do not buy him as intimidating, right? Or as a big or, tough guy or, or, or a big tough guy. I mean, we've, we've harped on the finisher before, but the little, the little flying leg slap thing he does is, is a perfect encapsulation of, I think that, but also this right. promo where it was just kind of like you, you beat up my, my fiance in front of me and I'm going to, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to break your fucking legs. I'm going to fucking, I just didn't buy it. At all. He just doesn't, mm. he, he doesn't have that. And look, not everyone does, but he doesn't have that 
John Moxley, Eddie Kingston thing where I I believe this guy is gonna bite your forehead and scrape his nails down your back. I just he just he doesn't he doesn't produce that. In, in a way, like he, he's a he's a tough wrestler to book, I think, because he's he's so beloved he kind of has to be a babyface. But he's right. better, he's actually very similar to Jericho. He's really good at being the sniveling little he gets the little minutiae of being a heel so well but people like him too much for him to be a heel, but I just don't buy this whole baby face. I'm going to kill you. I don't buy it out of him. I'm like almost, it's unfortunate to say, because he's obviously very, very good, but I, I just, it was, it was saying, I mean, unless, a a miss for me. unless he has a performance tonight that kind of lines up with that, you know, because I think, I think one of the issues is, is that he, to an extent, doesn't have an established tough guy, uh, performance, so to speak. Um, but I think you're right. I think I think generally the promo was okay. But yeah, I, I you know I, I have a, a hard enough time buying into it as well. But maybe that's the result of that is you go in that direction with the match where he really is like biting his fingers and dragging a knife across his head or something. <laughs> Never mind the blade; he's sort of slicing them. I don't know. Do so, something a little bit more uh, like a man in that situation would actually do. He's yeah. got a gun. He's shooting. <laughs> He's got a pistol. I don't know. Um, um, yeah. Uh, then we had Roderick Strong, Daniel Garcia. Very good. Very good. Enjoyed. Love, love Garcia. Garcia is one of those guys, like I mentioned with Jungle Boy earlier. He's he's, he's going to be a huge baby face the way he's gone. Yeah, absolutely. His little dance. His little dance. I mean, I, we talk about the, the real four pillars of AW, which are... Uh, you know the acclaimed doing the motorboat on the on the rope, Jade saying Tony cut the shit, which we might have to replace that because she doesn't do it anymore. Um, maybe the new one replacing that is going to be Dinah Garcia's dance. He does maybe yeah every match, which which oh love it. Um, match is very good. Uh, strong got the win, and in the main event. I was surprised when this this was actually the main event. I understand it was a title match on the show, but I was kind of like, "This is this is what we're we're going off with." Lucha Bros against Claudio and 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 Yuta for the Ring of Honor tag team titles. Yeah, uh, don't get me wrong, the match was really good, but I don't know. Keep I thought we were keeping Ring of Honor to Ring of Honor now. Uh, I don't I don't think that's yeah. I think I don't think so. I think I think I think. Yeah. Interest in that seems very soft since it has to be on fucking Honor Club. But um, yeah. I was also surprised this main evented, but perhaps foreshadowing what's going to actually main event the pay per view. Do you know what I mean? Possibly. Um, yeah, good match though. Enjoyed, enjoyed. Not much to say about it. It was just it was a good match. It was really good. Uh, but I also thought the post match was a little weird in that the young books came out. No sign of Hangman. No sign of Omega. Yeah, yeah. Bit odd. Bit like, we, you, you didn't get the, the two team standoff like we had the previous week. Um, but I'm very much looking forward to that match still. I think it'll be very good. Uh, Rampage, on the other hand, was another very skippable show. Oh, um, really? You, you shocked me. Kel, surprise. Um, so, how many more do we have? Two more before collision? Uh, uh, three. three. Wait, do we? Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three more uh, on the second, uh, the ninth, and the sixteenth. Um, maybe, yeah, maybe not even watch watch the last one because once Collision uh, airs, I tell you, Rampage is done, done for me. I, I 
I mean, it already I, kind I, of is. I'm barely watching it at this stage. Um, yeah, we, we um, haven't watched it in a, a couple of weeks at this stage. You've you've not missed anything. Acclaimed and Billy Gunn, the former uh, Acclaimed every Wednesday. Now it's a AEF. <laughs> uh, yeah. Defeated uh, Los uh, Ingobernables in a uh, La Facción in a in, in a decent match. That was just kind of a run of the mill acclaimed match. Uh, Ethan Page and the Gun Club beat some jabronis. Uh, Britt Baker and Hikaru Shida defeated Nyla Rose and Marina Shafir. Yeah, that, that was actually all right. Sh- that sounds Shafir like an all right match. P- yeah. Pretty good in that. Um, and then the main event, Lee Moriarty and and uh, Large William defeated the best friends. That also sounds all right, to be fair. It was all right. But then, then it ended in a big schmoz, which I now need to keep an eye out for Joe in the crowd. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh I I will say there was a bit where um Brian Cage came out and he was he was having some uh exchanging blows with Keith Lee and Dustin Rhodes. And I mean people talk about that one time the Dark Order were 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 uh throwing well, some punches, weak shots. The, the infamous I mean, punches, yeah. The infamous punches, I tell you. The 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 Keith Lee, Dustin Rhodes, Brian Cage strikes here would have put that to shame. It was some some absolutely diabolical stuff here. But that was rampage. Nothing, nothing too, uh, too much to report on. Yeah, and, uh, <coughs> uh, we we'd have to imagine now we're go- uh, with double or nothing, and then the following few weeks of TV, you have to kick into AEW big summer mode. Let's get some, you know, let's get some excitement on TV. Yes, um, yes. Hopefully, uh, let's get some excitement on non wrestling television, though. Yeah, um, this week. I mean, do you have any like uh, penultimate succession takes before the finale? I mean. One thing with HBO that that some shows do is they have the the like ninth episode be the big episode, and then yeah. the tenth be kind of far to that. With with Succession this year, the ninth episode was of that quality, but it feels like episode ten is going to be even bigger. Um, it was it was a tremendous episode. One thing I liked about it a lot, um, that they did was uh certain characters that have been kind of on the come up and you're kind of thinking as you go into the finale, Oh, you know, it, it to, to use a game of Thrones and ads, you know, who's going to end up on the throne. Who's going to succeed at the end of succession. Right. Some characters that were coming up. Oh, they suddenly had a very bad showing here. Mm. And you're thinking, Oh, are they going to come back for the finale? Is, are they done now? And, and that's one thing that succession does really well is, is as I mentioned last week, play around with those ca- character dynamics. Where even within a season, you have people up and down and up and down, and mm. ah, it was absolutely tremendous, very very good, great episode, and uh, yeah, I mean, when it's all said and done, uh, I'll be I'll be sad it's gone, but I mean, it's 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 a real testament to the writing. I was going to say a miracle by modern TV standards, in the sense of I rarely find a show that I'm as engaged in as mm. I am with Succession. I mean, most shows I watch even the ones I like, I'm kind of just watching. It's almost, you know, it's on, but I don't, I don't get into it. I don't really, of course, I don't yeah. really care if the Mandalorian. Oh God. No. Yeah. Yeah. Saves the baby or whatever, you know, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> with most, but, but, but honestly, modern TV, most of it, I feel that way about. Yeah. So it's nice to have a show that almost takes you back to, your your years of being before we were jaded by everything and fucking bored. Yeah. 
And that's why I'm lucky that I still have Sopranos and, and Mad Men and the like in in the 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 watch list, you know. Because I, I now when Succession ends, I don't want to lose having a show like that that I could still kind of really dig my teeth into. But yeah, it was an excellent episode. And uh, tell you what, depending on how uh, tonight goes, we we might be looking at one of the best of all time. Honestly, if they if 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 they stick the landing. You know, I, I I would really struggle to think of a show that's that's consistently been as good as this and consistently hit the heights that it has. Because I would really struggle. Like you know, every show has a little Peaks bit of, of a big of values. Um, like I say, I don't know. I don't know a show even even the top top shows. What I think about them, a show that's kind of had as few values as Succession has. Yeah, I mean that's that seems to be a popular thought. I I, I see a lot of people putting it way up there. Um, For me, it is uh, best ever. Um, uh, speaking of the absolute cream of the crop, um, ladies and beavers and butthead, I love it. <laughs> it was. Uh, I think the episode was called "The Day Butthead Went Too Far." So okay. beavers and butthead has been you know a decade cumulatively of uh, episodes where. Butthead would like slap Evis and kick him and kick him in the balls and blah blah. And then this was the episode where he went too far. Beavis <laughs> hi- hires a hitman to murder him. <laughs> and it was it, great, great, great stuff. Um, a show I absolutely adore for how fucking base level dumb it is. Um, also watching, you know, I've, I've really been watching a lot of American Dad. I'm trying to get just through. That's such an easy show to watch. Just try and get through the whole season. Uh, get it off the the list get ca- caught up with it uh watching master chef watching another episode of poker face which is really good I, I i'm now starting to see uh poker face advertised on sky by the way yes right, they got the rights to that it's yeah. on sky max but I, I believe they also have another show called poker face which has russell crowe in it which is weird yeah make sure you watch the right one folks if, if you want to watch that but um started to see that show up on, on on sky advertising it's 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 really really good folks i've only got two left so i wish they had showed up on sky beforehand so i wouldn't have had to uh bother obtain it through other ways but it's uh it's a great little show really 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 enjoyable would highly recommend that um that's more or less everything i've been watching uh i did uh i started watching i've only seen one episode i started watching jury duty which uh the absent joe towner did mention two weeks ago i believe which is, and obviously the thing he said that sold me is is that it's it's very Nathan for you esque, and I think it absolutely is. Uh, for those who don't recall or haven't heard of this, this is kind of a uh, hidden camera mockumentary style thing where basically uh, a fella is being filmed as part of a, um, uh, a what he believes to be a fly on the wall reality series about a trial in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's a juror on a trial. The whole trial is being filmed, including the deliberation process for the jury, not realizing that he is the only actual person in it. The rest of the jurors, the judge, all the people in the case are all actors. Right. And so, yeah, it's a little, it's like an elaborate hidden camera stunt uh, at his expense. And, and there's people like James Marsden is in it as one of the jurors uh, playing himself as one of the jurors. And it's funny because if somebody watched the first episode and the, Ronald, who is the guy not in on the base, Seems like a pretty normal guy, and he hasn't had too many hilarious reactions to the the situations around him. But what's interesting about the show is they have actually written some very fun characters 
in the periphery around him and gotten some very good actors in it. So in a weird way, you could almost clip the normal person out and it's a it's a pretty amusing mockumentary we'll see uh, uh how how the show kind of uh, goes from there but the first episode was a very good um uh kind of proof of concept and it got me got me hooked i'm looking forward to that um uh, watching the rest of that i think it's on prime in the uk for some reason it wouldn't show up on the irish one i had to get it elsewhere whatever right uh also uh, counting down the hours to an hbo finale the last episode of barry is tonight as well Really looking forward to it. I thought the penultimate episode was good, but they're kind of staring down the barrel of, I feel like there is a lot to wrap up um, for these principal characters. And unlike Succession, this is a, they, they have not strayed from the half-hour runtime in this show's entire history, which I think is kind of commendable, but I'm also like, man, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff to get done um, in this last episode, and I'm kind of little bit antsy about about how exactly it's going to play out because it's they've they've a lot to accomplish and the show's been ex- so so excellent the whole way through um and 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 part of what makes it excellent is that these from from like really from the second season what i was really sure about it's like oh these guys these like get the characters they're not winging it they have someone so i'm, I'm confident but it's it's a lot it's a lot for a half hour runtime uh, so yeah looking forward to that and uh, uh yeah um. Uh, yeah, and as you kind of said about Succession, they nailed the landing, and that's a uh, that's definitely a certainly a probably a top fifteen show for me ever. Uh, confidently, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, looking forward to that. That's really it. Uh, not much else uh, uh, on the TV side of things. I I never finished. I never finished the first Paramount season of Beavis and Butthead. So I need to get back on the old Beavis and Butthead <laughs> uh, train. Um, I wanted to. I wanted to rewatch it all, but they never got around to adding it to, to Irish. Uh, um, to Irish um, Paramount. Very yeah, good. the fuckers. You know the whole the whole promotion behind it was you're getting all the episodes, and that's why I signed up in the first place. Nearly a year later, we still have like ten episodes of the classic show, just random episodes that I guess they could get clearance for. Fucking sucks. Luckily, I've downloaded them all anyway. Fuck you. Yeah, I. But I think it's on US Paramount. I mean, I, I, yeah, no, on Paramount Plus they have them all. Yeah, on on it's just look. I mean, rights fees are just a stupid fucking bastard of a thing to try and negotiate in each territory. I have a VPN. I should probably just stick it on and just go. Oh, okay, there they are. Um, yeah, that's telling off. Uh, we will jump in to the um uh game golf. I will quickly oh, before we get in before we get into the heavy hitters. I will say that I I. I replayed Mortal Kombat 11 story mode to mm. uh, they announced Mortal Kombat 1 this week. Great name, lads. Well done. Um, uh, and so I said I'd replay 11 because they uh, they put out a story DLC for 11, which is a very funny thing to say about a fighting game. But the Mortal Kombat games actually have fun stories now. And I never played that DLC. And then they um, uh, so I was like, all right, I'll finally get around to this. So I replayed the story. Really fun, really fun, campy action movie story. I uh, just drag down every single time Ronda Rousey has to voice a scene because she's in that game and she's fucking abysmal. She's so horrible as a voice actor, but uh, everyone else is good. So MK11 is still good. And I'm also, I started like last year and I talked about it in this podcast, but I kind of fell off it because it left Game Pass. I, I restarted Alan Wake because uh, they announced a sequel. Mm, yeah. And I watched that trailer like, fucking, that looks fucking class. And I was like, all right, I, I liked what I played in the last one. So poppy on the old steam deck and uh, i've started that again so it's quite good um so yeah just just i'm so that's like like i'm gearing up for sequels at the moment so i'm like i want to finish the mk story dlc finish alan wake and then i'll be ready for the sequels did you watch the the playstation showcase of course uh i mean obviously the main thing uh, that 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 spider-man that looked good 
Yeah, and what I liked most about it was the kind of quality of life traversal improvements. I, I, for, main thing I liked about it was the ability to make your own little tight ropes with webs. Yeah, so cool. Look great. Because I, I felt like Spider-Man the first time around, the stealth was good in it, but I was constantly comparing it to stuff like the Arkham games. Mm. So anything to make it a little bit, because I, I definitely always played it stealthily as much as possible. So anything added to that kind of feels great to me. And also, it seemed like the world's going to be bigger. We saw outside of Manhattan. Um, I think it was was it the Bronx that, that with house housing um, area. So maybe the world's going to be bigger. So they've also added in like basically flying, <laughs> you know, to make to make traversing a bigger area a little bit yeah. easier. I mean, the story stuff I could really give a shit about, but it looks like it's going to be really fun to play, and that those games are fun to play anyway. So. I, I, I thought story stuff looked good. I, I, I yeah, I, no, my it's not that it doesn't look good. I just don't care about it. Right, I, I, good, I, or, I, good or bad. I, I, I'm, I'm always into the Venom stuff. I, I, I think if you nail that story, which it's been a couple of years since someone's nailed it really well, so maybe this one will be the one. It's pretty much been since the nineties. It's pretty much been since the cartoon because obviously the Raimi thing was a disaster, and I kind of, I think there's some charm to those Tom Hardy movies, but they're it's not. It's not the story as it originally was. Do you know what I mean? I think, I think you have to nail that thing of of Spider Man getting the the corrupting levels of power. You know, I think and they that that gameplay they showed seemed to. Be, I, I'm into that. I'm into that, and I think Craven being a central character is really cool as well. Um, yeah, they look great, and like you said, yeah, the, the the traversal stuff just looks crazy. I mean, it just looks so satisfying, um, and uh, as well as being cool, it also seems like it'll probably be convenient because they're making the map bigger. Um, you know, you can go into Queens and the Bronx, it looks like. Um, so yeah. Other than that, um what else was on there? It was a lot of decent I mean, stuff. It was it was it was yeah, solid. I mean, it was a solid showing. Metal Gear Solid Delta, yes. not by Kojima. Not I by don't know Kojima. how that's gonna turn out because Konami's late latest Metal Gear stuff has been generally not well received. No. Uh, and, and then there was the game by the the giant squid. Um Journey, sword of the sea sword of the sea yeah. journey and abzu which i love as well so i'm i'm totally on board with that that Absolutely. looks kind of um looks kind of like a mix between and i, I don't i'm not gonna say journey and tony hawk because fucking every single person is out but like a little bit of um what was the fucking game that i loved last year with the guitar uh, uh art of something artful escape like artful escape Gave me gave me a few vibes of that as mm. well. I mean, look, I love Journey, I love Abzu. So whatever those guys do, I'm gonna fucking. I love it. I did think I was like, is this literally going to be Journey Two? I was waiting for Journey Two to pop up, <laughs> which would have been a very right. silly name. That's just a very silly franchise to, to to sequelize. Yeah, I mean, Journey anyway has a very definitive ending. Yeah, in yeah. a sense, I don't think I don't think it lends itself to sequels anyway. But that looked really cool. Um. I don't think there was anything else on the entire thing that I would be interested in playing. I mean, Phantom Blade looked okay, but realistically, not kind of game that I would. It's not your, not your cup of tea. Yeah. Um, they 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 also announced the Metal Gear like HDFI collection original, which I I love that. I I it really it's like only Rockstar now are the outliers who are like delisting their original games when they put out remakes, which is such shitbag behavior. (laughs) Uh, Even EA let people buy the original Dead Space still. Um, yeah. yeah, so I like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, as there always is, lots of cute indie things that I'm sure will be fun. Uh, uh, what was the, what was the one? 
it had a terrible name. It was a Devolver one where like little cat, it's like 2D platformer playing in a children's book and then they jump out of the book. Oh, the, um, the, the Squire, the Gentle uh, Squire. Yeah, 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 something like that. Yeah. It was, it looked class. It looked, it was giving me tiny yeah, really vibes. Good. Very cool. Kirby, Kirby vibes. Kirby yeah. as well. Yeah. So, so yeah, that looked good. Lots of little things like that. Um, yeah. Um, uh, again, Alan Wake Two. You mentioned this. Alan Wake Two. That trailer was really fucking cool. Um, yeah, and, and also again in my my limited time with Alan Wake One, it, it looked like a different game. Because again, obviously, look, Remedy's a very different company now than they were. That was twenty ten, so we're nearly fifteen years right uh, since Alan Wake. But uh, yeah, it was it was it was good. It wasn't it wasn't a blow away presentation, but I think it was mostly solid. Um, uh, well, we yeah. love control here as well. We so. love control, absolutely. Um, the other thing was made me think it was like, oh, actually, I need to reinstall Control because I never played the Alan Wake DLC thing they did, so I'll I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, with all that aside, I mean, the main event obviously we are still in the Zelda zone. Um, I streamed a little bit of Zelda this week. I had a ball doing that. It was honestly so fun. Um, set myself an objective for the stream. I need to I need to watch your Zelda stream. I haven't checked it out. Sorry. It was honestly it was as fun in ninety minutes as I as I was expecting to have. Uh, excuse me. Yeah. Oh, sneezing! I'm not dabbing on you. Um, I I kind of set myself an objective. I was like, let's let's do one of these main four dungeons. I haven't even set foot in that direction yet, and of course, I didn't even get there in the ninety minutes because other stuff got in the way. Yeah, I had a blast with it, and that's kind of that's still that is still that sums up basically where I'm at in the last week with Zelda, which is I still haven't made much quote unquote real progress. I still haven't I still haven't opened up all the map yet. I haven't done all the towers. Um, because I'm just neither con- I. I'm just neither constantly I. in that mode of oh, what's that? Oh, forget it. I'm yeah. going over here yeah. now. You know, yeah, very much the same. I'm I'm past. I'm I want to say 45 or more. You know, on the switch, you can see your time. Yeah, yeah. So I'm rapidly approaching 50 hours. Um, my brother's beaten the game. No, really? Okay, not 90 hours. Okay, okay. And he still he still has a hundred side quests to do or something. <laughs> So he's he's gonna keep playing and do those, but he has beaten the main story. Um, yeah, I mean the the prevailing thought as I as I continue to play this game is, you know, Breath of the Wild. Um, obviously the 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 main takeaway from Breath of the Wild is you know look this game's fucking obviously very good, but also there's a lot of improve a lot of potential improvement there, and I feel like they've number one they've done that. Um, but also with Breath of the Wild. You would you would finish it and then you go back and play Horizon or God of mm. War, and you'd be like, mm, I, I I can see how these games are kind of locked within a specific model that's starting to feel a little bit old, and now even more so with Tears of the Kingdom, I feel like I'm going to stop playing this and I'm going to go back and play. I know I beat it, but let's say hypothetically, God of War Ragnarok, and just right. be like, oh my god, dude, this feels like a game from so long ago. Not that every game needs to now become Tears of the Kingdom, because Tears of the Kingdom, even compared to Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom does something so specifically uh, unique to that world. That I don't know how you could even take this model and put it into, onto something like God of War. But, you know, I don't know, after a game like this, how easy it will be to migrate back to really linear, go through mm. this tunnel, fight enemies. You yeah, know, the, yeah. The, the, kind of the feeling I had with the Guardians of the Galaxy game, which while I found it enjoyable enough, I just felt like after five hours, all right, I've gotten everything this game has to offer me. There's no opportunity for 
experimentation. Not that every game has to have that, but like that was the game I felt so much with it. I get this model. I've played a hundred times before. I'm out. You know, not be, and not because the game was bad. And that you know, like you with um, Ant Man, that for me was a rare DNF. Yeah. I often don't just stop playing a game, uh, <laughs> because most of the games I play aren't bad. And G- Guardians of the Galaxy was not by any means a bad game. Yeah, I just, I just I can't play that kind of game anymore. I just, I've done it so many times. And Tears of the Kingdom is, is as we said before, you know, I, I would put Tears of the Kingdom actually in a similar category to um, Hitman, the the world okay. of assassination, Hitman. In that, you know, Hitman was such a breath of fresh air when it came along, and funnily enough, to pretty mediocre reviews. Obviously, we we remember now that it launched episodically originally, originally. Yes, yeah. but even Hitman Two didn't get great reviews it was only when hitman 3 came out that people kind of got it weirdly which is because it's strange because hitman 3 is basically just the same (laughs) the same game as hitman 2 with different levels and it's not like hitman 3's levels are much better but like in terms of a game that you can just turn on here's your level there's 600 ways to do it figure it out um and i think right now where i am with with video games that's my preferred experience you know, is have fun figuring it out. Sometimes it'll work first time. Sometimes you'll be there for half an hour scratching your head going like, what am I missing here? Why is this not working? But it'll never be frustrating. It'll be fun every time. And when you finally get it, you're like, ah, such a good feeling of doing it. As well as everything else that the game has to offer. I think I mentioned to you like a week ago, um, like one little element of this game could be its own full-fledged game. And I mean, mm. that's one of the crazy things is Tears of the Kingdom so much stuff in it. Um, So where I am in the game now, obviously I won't spoil anything, but I'm, I'm nearly 50 hours in. Okay. I've done two of the, what you would call dungeons, the I dungeons, suppose. Dungeons, yeah. Um, really, really fun experience both times. I mean, and that was, that's one thing with the Divine Beasts. A lot of people, and myself included, were like, they don't look particularly interesting. The 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 puzzles are pretty okay. I mean, I don't think anyone came out of Breath of the Wild thing and the Divine Beasts were, were a real fucking highlight. Yeah. Whereas here, I, I, I love the, certainly the design of the dungeons. They feel very visually different from one another, which is one of the main things. Um. But 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 also the traversal of the dungeons and and even getting to the dungeons are 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 done so differently from each other that definitely they feel like a different experience every time. You don't feel like you're doing the same thing four times in a row. And actually, what I like is I, my my plan is to break them up in kind of ten hour intervals. So when I hit fifty on the old switch timer, that's when I'm going to go do number three. Okay. When I when I hit sixty on the switch timer. That's when I'm going to do number four. So that just gives me like a look. I don't even need to think about going and doing it yet. I'm just going to take my time, find some uh, shrines, try to unlock the towers. As you mentioned, I, I think I still have four or five areas of the map. I haven't Same. opened up yet. Yeah. Um, I have been doing, I don't know if you've started yet. I have been doing a little bit of the story with the, you know, in the world, there are these like crop circle. Yes. I've started thing. doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've only got one of those left. So I've, right pretty much filled in a lot of the backstory by now um i think the story is still good i mean zelda's story is kind of the same thing every time but i i, I think this one has something extra to it not that zelda's ever a game that you're 
like fucking the last of us or something where you're like oh, right. the fucking the story of zelda really got me you know it's, yeah it's, it's, it's pretty straightforward but i like what they've done with it here with the um with certain elements of it i, I won't spoil obviously um but yeah i mean like with spider-man the the highlight of my spider-man um what do i call it <laughs> the showing we got of spider-man my highlight was I like what Tears of Kingdom, first of all, is it is it really fun to play? And I've no doubt Spider-Man will be. The story for me is kind of secondary. You could have a really good story, but if the game's not fun, you know, like with like with Carries of the Galaxy, I can't I kind of can't stick stick with it. But I'm still having a hell of a time with Tears of the Kingdom, and that's that's the biggest compliment I, I can give it. 50 hours in, I don't feel like, right, can we start wrapping it up? Yeah. Yeah, I hope I play for fifty more hours. And and you know, I said I mentioned my brother finished it. I really don't want to finish it too soon. I I want this experience to go until the end of June at the least. I want to keep playing it at the pace I do, and I don't play it too much. I I I, I might sit down and play it for an hour or two on a given night, and that's that's enough for me. And I like that I'm kind of playing at the pace I am, and I've reached now forty five hours played. That feels about right for where I am in it. Uh, I'm I'm kind of at a point now where I don't necessarily feel like I'm only scratching the surface. I've got a lot of the cool, um, the cool stuff. I, I've I have a lot of steering wheels, and once you get the steering wheel, I feel like the game really opens up in terms. of... You can make some crazy stuff with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I'm having I'm having a lot of fun, and it feels like every time you turn it on, you can you can have a different objective and have a different experience. Like the other night, I turned it on, I was like, right. I'm just going to try and get a load of rupees and buy all the clothes I haven't been able to buy yet. And then I'm going to try and start upgrading them. So I'm going to get the the uh, items I need to get. And that was my whole like two-hour session. I didn't make any progress in the game. I didn't do any shrines, any quests. You know, I just I was just buying clothes. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like I say, anytime you, you, you go. And then just last night, I was just doing um, shrines. Because I'd been down in the depths and, and, and my brother told me, you know that I don't know if you know this, but the uh, the light routes in in the um, the depths mm. they will always correspond to a shrine. A shrine, yeah. I I didn't know that, mm. so I was like, oh Jesus! Suddenly, I have the locations of ten shrines. Okay, tonight I'm just doing shrines, and I go out and did a lot of them. I mean, I, I love it. It's 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 I don't know, far and away becoming my favorite Zelda game. Um, and when it's all said and done, let's see how it ranks overall yeah. but but I, I i mean it's is there is there a better developer currently than than i don't say nintendo because i know nintendo have a lot of subgroups working working within them but like yeah the, the the zelda and mario development teams especially fucking every time are knocking out of the park lately yeah no it's incredible it is incredible <laughs> Um, it's, it's a bloody good game. I gotta, I gotta give them that. They, they did not shit the bed. Um, yeah, I've started messing more with the, uh, the Zonai shields that like strengthen. Uh, like I, I right. very early on, I got one of the flame emitters and I stuck it on my shield. I was like, oh, well, this is just, too, this is too annoying. This is just like because it goes crazy. <laughs> but now I'm kind of more like, well, just use it. If you just use it tactically, it could be great. So I've got like, <clears throat> I found like. Uh, I think I have three separate Zonite shields, two of which have like a 50 rating, one of which has like a 30. So they're really good. Right. And I'm like really hesitant to use them, but I've stuck like a laser on two of them and a flame emitter on the other. And I'm using them for like my big fights. 
Um, so right. I'm, I'm kind of getting into the rhythm with them. Uh, yeah, I'm still discovering Zonite uh, items. I got one on stream, actually. I can't remember what it is, but if you check it out, you'll see it. But uh, um, that I'd never encountered, and that I'm 40 or whatever hours deep, and I'm still discovering new items. Yeah, um, I, I love that I, I was doing a shrine. I was telling my brother about the shrine I was doing. It's called Fire and Water. I don't know mm. if you've, you've hit the Fire and Water. I've done that one, yeah. Okay, where you have a... Uh, a metal block, a wooden block, and a, a nice block, and then you find that there's actually another second metal block in, in the level as well. And I'm trying to stack them. You can only climb the, the ice one. So I'm trying to stack them and jump on the ice one to the wooden one, then move the ice one over by the metal one so it's not getting melted. And then and I, I made this whole little tower of them. I was climbing up, and I was nearly, oh, they all fell down. I this fucking game. Okay, I have to get out again. Get the ice one, climb the ice one, jump onto the, the wooden one, move the ice one over again. Jump over, bring the oh, don't fuck! I fell in the water. Oh Christ! <laughs> Come back. It took me like six tries. And my brother just said to me, uh, "Why didn't you use rewind on it?" I'm like, "Fuck! Yeah. I'm 50 hours into this game, and I keep forgetting that that's an yeah. option." And that's what I, I I actually love that about it, is that it's it's on no one but yourself. Yeah. The, the, the game's giving you these tools. Go do it. And I just keep forgetting that they are even an option. It, I love when the game is like smarter than me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah so much fun um do you see uh, uh that's uh, that's uh, our, our weekly zelda guff uh have you seen have you watched much of the kind of AEW game stuff that's come out the last couple of days no i haven't had a chance to really I, i've seen some screenshots but i haven't really dug into it yeah it, it's a shame because i feel like the screenshots that come out don't look great but the, don't do act, the actual well it's not that they don't just, just i just don't i just don't think it's a very nice looking game unfortunately i think no I think I think it's 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 looking pretty paltry on that front. But every time they show an actual bit of gameplay, I'm like, this, this looks good. Like this looks like it's going to be fun to play. But they have an uphill battle with those uh, with some of those character models, and also mm. the fact that it's like frozen in time from 2019. Um, yeah, you know. But anyway, uh, yeah. So that's the game guff. Do you want to do a bit of a album guff here before we wrap it up? Yeah, I've got one album to talk about today. It's Arlo Parks' new one, My Soft Machine. Hmm. So I'd never heard of Arlo Parks before. I don't know if it's a big name, but uh, Arlo Parks is a, a, an English singer songwriter. Um, very similar sounding, I thought, to to Griff, which was my my album of the year when I started doing this. It was like an EP, technically not an album, but similar kind of uh, sound, and actually uh, similar, I guess, to a record that Joe reviewed recently, which was the the Big Pig one. Did you listen to Big Pig as well? I listened to Big Pig as well, yeah. yeah. Uh, Big Pig is listed on Spotify as uh, listeners also listen to. Okay. So you might be talking similar sound. I don't. I haven't listened to any Big Pig, but um, I, um, they're, they're at least uh, adjacent. Uh, yeah, really, really enjoyed it. It's, it, it's a little bit um, more R&B singer-songwriter than kind of acoustic guitars, uh, Ed Sheeran guff kind of sound. Mm. So it's got a little bit more uh, thought put. Uh, I guess w- what I would call it is, I'm going to make up a term for it here, is is like uh, elevated pop. Okay. Right? Pop with some actual thought put into the songwriting as opposed to it just being guff to to, to make make a book, you know? There, okay. there's, there's actual actual quality to it. Uh, yeah, it's at times it's more rocky. At times it's more R and B. Um, but at all times it was very enjoyable. I, I thought it was a very very good listen. Um, it's introspective. It's talky at times. It's singy at times. 
um really cover the gamut. I think probably on the on on the balance things, I probably still would prefer the Griff EP a little bit more. I'm still waiting for Griff to bring out the the feature uh, full length EP or LP. But um, but this is really good. This is a nice surprise. I I literally just picked it because it was the first the first thing on the uh, new releases in in Spotify. Um, but it was a really good listen. And if uh, again, if people enjoyed the Big Pig album, I, d- I didn't listen to. Mm. It, I don't know, but uh, you might be interested in Arlo Parks. Really, really good. Very good. Alrighty. That's uh, that is uh, album of the week. Um, and I suppose at this stage we will we will throw one more time to our man on the street in Las Vegas NV. And uh, we will give you the double or nothing report from Joe Towner. Uh, uh, Paul and I will be back next week uh, to talk about the show. I mean, we'll give you the real, we'll give you the real, the most important take, which is the one you had on your couch watching the show. Yeah, don't worry. Joe and Michelle have been getting the, the padded envelope from Big Tone. Well, this so. is it now. So like, let me just say that we actually don't endorse this message that we're about to play. It's an unsanctioned <laughs> message because uh, Joe's credibility is on the line after this little uh, sneaky. Oh, we mentioned the MGM Grand. Oh, that sounds like a very lavish uh, facility, if I if I may be. Yeah, yeah. Who, pay, who paid for your flights, Joe? I was no, wondering no. that. I was like, he's certainly not going over there on the money we give him. You know, the, the, the chair shot salary ain't paying for that. Uh, but yes, we'll say farewell now. It is goodbye from me, Barry. It is goodbye from Paul. Goodbye. And we will leave you with Joe. versus uh, Adam Cole which was uh, one of the most boring matches I've ever seen I think uh, the master of reinvention Chris Jericho needs to reinvent himself as a less boring punk uh, on FDR are coming out just leaving uh, AW double or nothing from the T-Mobile arena in Las Vegas Nevada thought overall it was a good show it ended strong uh, I saw a lot of stuff online about uh, the crowd being dead or the crowd being asleep which well, to be honest, the first half of the show was complete dreck, so probably not a surprise. They were very into the Battle Royal, but then uh, once Adam Cole and Chris Jericho came out, it basically murdered the crowd, so that's why they were dead. Um, but it really picked up for the last two matches and for the Chris Statlander return, so it was uh, kind of thumbs up overall. <laughs>